Oh man, you people are never going to let me get any real work done. Hi everybody, it's Ben Wallen, you from Freedom Main Radio. Hope you're doing well. So, let's get into it. Corey Lewandowski and Michelle Fields, as you probably know, Corey Lewandowski, Donald Trump's campaign manager, just charged with simple battery, and uh, we are going to get some actual facts out there. This information is going to uh, blow your mind and uh, I assume reverse your opinions about everything you've been fed by the mainstream media. Ah, oh, what a tangled web we weave when first we practice to deceive. So in March in Jupiter, Florida, Donald Trump was giving a victory speech about, you know, how well he had done in the Republican primaries. He then took some questions from reporters. Um, Michelle Fields, a reporter from Breitbart, didn't get a chance to ask him a question or didn't get called on. So she kind of barges through the cr- crowd and uh, grabs at Donald Trump and asks him a question. And then, March 8th at 10.28 p.m., Fields' boyfriend Jamie Weinstein tweets, quote, Trump always surrounds himself with thugs. Tonight, thug Corey Lewandowski tried to pull my girlfriend Michelle Fields to the ground when she asked tough Q or, or question. And uh, you'll see this repeated oh, so endlessly in the media that a reporter was thrown to the ground because she asked a tough question. And uh, given that Donald Trump seems to have spent pretty much every waking hour and probably some of his sleeping hours answering questions from reporters, it seems a little bit odd that just this one tough question, boy, he's, he, he just snapped out of nowhere. And this is sort of what happened. So uh, March 10th, 7.51 a.m., there was a blog post by Fields. She said, I never sought to be part of the story. She said after the press conference, quote, I asked him about his view on an aspect of affirmative action. Trump acknowledged the question, but before he could answer, I was jolted backwards. Someone had grabbed me tightly by the arms and yanked me down. I almost fell to the ground, but was able to maintain my balance. Nonetheless, I was shaken. The Washington Post's Ben Terrace immediately remarked that it was Trump's campaign manager, Corey Lewandowski, who aggressively tried to pull me to the ground. Quite a fracas. Quite a fracas. March 10, early afternoon, article by Ben Terrace, Washington Post reporter, quote, I watched as a man with short-cropped hair and a suit grabbed her arm and yanked her out of the way. He was Corey Lewandowski, Trump's 41-year-old campaign manager, Fields, Stumbled, finger-shaped bruises formed on her arm. I am just a little spooked, she said, a tear streaming down her face. No one has grabbed me like that before. Co, <laughs> not She was wearing a jacket, so unless she rolled up her jacket and showed him the bruises, I don't see how he could see the bruises forming on her arm, because she, as I mentioned, had a jacket anyway. Now, there was a Washington Post reporter right there during this alleged assault. He took a photo uh, just at the right moment and said, okay, do you have any more? People asked him, do you have any more photos? Uh, And he said, oh, no, I wasn't wasn't at that event. Uh, And then copyright information, like crediting the photographers, uh, showed that this was the guy who took a picture of Fields right at the moment in question. So then um, the Washington Post uh, photographer changed his stories and said, I didn't hear of any or see of any assaults at that that event. He then started deleting his earlier tweets where he claimed not to be at the event. Some stuff seems to have been just made up. According to DangerInPlay.com, Lloyd Grove of the Daily Beast wrote an article 
which added to the narrative in this article, Grove made up a conversation. Quote, Hours after the incident, Lewandowski told Breitbart's Washington, D.C. editor Matthew Boyle that he manhandled fields, a source told the Daily Beast. And uh, this, I guess, was pretty much denied. Now, this um, assault on fields, uh, pretty rough for her uh, emotionally. She said, um, it feels awful. This has to be, aside from my father's death, the worst experience I've gone through. So uh, that's uh, it's pretty rough. Now, remember, of course, when a woman says she feels shaken, particularly if she's a young, pretty woman, that is the silent dog whistle to call all the white knights in the known universe to come and run and ride to her defense. March 10th, 1.54 p.m., the Trump campaign calls the accusations entirely false, also claiming that Fields has a history of uh, exaggeration. And uh, you can look this up. We got all the sources uh, below, but there's a couple of times before where she seems to have... Um, uh, it's potentially exaggerated things just a little bit. And there's a guy named Charles C. Johnson who, who wrote, Last month, Breitbart's Michelle Fields falsely accused me of hacking her computer after she sent me a LinkedIn request. And I called her. Not only was this absurd to accuse another reporter of a federal crime, but she didn't correct her tweet about it until I called her bosses at Breitbart and forced her to. Um, there's allegations... Um, that um, she was at a um, Occupy Wall Street rally and was supposedly beat up by the cops. There's a photo, and the cops and other people say, no, she was beaten up by someone else or thrown down by someone else. They were just helping her up, uh, and so on. So, again, uh, March 10th, 2.02 p.m., Michelle Fields tweets a picture of faint bruise marks on her forearm just above her wrist. We'll get into those in a moment. March 10th, 3.02 p.m., Lewandowski tweets, quote, Michelle Fields is an attention seeker who once claimed Alan West groped her, but later went silent. Alan West has actually been on this show uh, as a congressman. March 10th, 11.21 p.m., Donald Trump spoke with reporters after a GOP debate. Uh, They asked him about this, and he said, Well, I heard that nothing happened. You know, we're surrounded by Secret Service, and when they left, you all set? We're surrounded by Secret Service, many Secret Service. You see some of them here when we left. I spoke to them. Nothing happened. This was, in my opinion, made up. Now, I didn't see anything. All of a sudden, we heard about it later on. But the Secret Service, nothing happened. The Secret Service are amazing people. They said absolutely nothing happened. He didn't hear about it until like the next day. So, and I wasn't involved in it, but the Secret Service was surrounding everybody. They said nothing happened. Everybody said nothing happened. Perhaps she made the story up. I think that's what happened, okay? So, of course, we have a challenging narrative. Someone saying that she was uh, manhandled, uh, uh, quote, assaulted, and uh, almost thrown to the floor and jerked around and so on. And other people saying, oh, I don't see anything. So, March 11th, 1228 a.m. A tweet was sent from Lewandowski to Fields, quote, You are totally delusional. I never touched you. As a matter of fact, I have never even met you. And uh, that's interesting. Of course, a lot of people are upset with him now because they're claiming that he's lying. Maybe he is. I don't know. But there's another way of looking at it, which we'll get to in a sec. March 11th, mid-morning, Michelle Fields contacts the Jupiter Police Department. The department confirms that it is, quote, investigating an alleged battery. 
March 29th, the Jupiter Police Department issued an arrest report. The police report said that its investigation determined that, quote, probable cause exists to charge Corey Lewandowski with one count of simple battery in that he did intentionally touch Michelle Fields against the will of Michelle Fields. And Trump responded by saying, wow, Corey Lewandowski, my campaign manager and a very decent man, was just charged with assaulting a reporter. Look at tapes. Nothing there. And in fact, uh, Donald Trump, uh, it was his hotel that the event was at, or his casino that the event was at, and uh, he supplied the security tapes, saying, look, nothing happened, and there are a bunch of videos, we'll link to them below, that you can look at where her expression doesn't change when uh, the Trump entourage uh, brushes past her, and um, there's lots of different views, and you know you can get into all of this, but even in the audio recording that she released... Um, there's no ow or hey or anything like that, and she's kind of giggling about it. I mean, it's... Anyway. Ted Cruz, never one to miss a crack in the political option sphere. Ted Cruz declared that it was a, quote, consequence of the, quote, abusive culture of Trump's campaign. Cruz said, It's a very sad development. This is the consequence of the culture of the Trump campaign. The abusive culture. When you have campaign that is built on personal insults, on attacks, and now physical violence. That has no place in a president, in a political campaign, and it has no place in our democracy. This is uh, Ted Cruz, of course, is the guy who's having a fracas with Trump over their respective wives and, and uh, political questions raised about uh, Ted Cruz's wife, to put it mildly. And he said, a real man... Ted Cruz said, a real man never attacks a woman. Well, I don't know if Ted Cruz gets the nomination, what he's going to do with Hillary Clinton, but apparently a real man never attacks a woman, so he's never, ever going to attack Hillary Clinton. How do you like your chances now, Republicans? Uh. So, what are the claims? So, this is what Michelle Fields claimed, quote, Campaign managers aren't supposed to try to forcefully throw reporters to the ground. I feel like I'm in a Monty Python movie. Throw him to the floor! She also said, quote, Someone had grabbed me tightly by the arm and yanked me down. I almost fell to the ground, but was able to maintain my balance. You know, in reviewing the videos, Miss Fields, one of the things I can't help but notice is that you're wearing what some may crassly call stripper shoes, giant heels, uh, which are pretty wobbly to walk on. I'm just potentially thinking that given that your center of gravity is somewhere around Mercury, that um, it may leave you just a little bit more wobbly. It's just a possibility. Now, Ben Terrace, of course, the supposed witness in the audio, said, yeah, he just threw you down. So that's a recorded witness statement just at the moment right after this alleged assault. Does that sound like a trustworthy? Yeah, he just threw you down. Does that sound like a trustworthy witness when the video evidence has come out? Now, remember, of course, the nothing happened, right? The giant order of nothing burger that was perceived to have occurred from the Trump campaign uh, happened before all of the uh, video evidence kind of came out. Now, another thing that's being claimed, uh, the headlines are like Donald Trump, Campaign manager Corey Lewandowski arrested 
on misdemeanor assault charge and blah, blah, blah. And uh, this is not uh, true. It's not true. He's not arrested. There's no pup walk, no uh, fingerprinting, no handcuffs, no nothing. Um, all, all that happened was he turned himself in and he signed a little thing which says I'm going to show up. I think the trial is in a month or two. And uh, so he was not arrested. But, of course, people like to say it because it's dramatic and anti-Trump and all that. Now, one thing that... <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. It's serious stuff in a way, but it's also not in a way. But so I, I read the police incident report. And, you know, it talks about this, this battery and all that. Now, under weapon or tool was typed in the following four words. In other words, what did the police perceive or what are they reporting that Lewandowski attacked Michelle Fields with? Number one, hands. Number two, feet. Number three, fist. Number four, teeth. Teeth. Hands, feet, fist, teeth. I don't know. Where's Mr. Miyagi anyway? So basically, this escalated from grabbed to some sort of bath salts-induced cannibalistic attack on this poor young reporter. And by the way, the media has these uh, rules, like the standards which you're allowed to report. And they say, look, if it's not relevant, then don't mention it. So if somebody's writing a report that says um, uh, someone won the lottery... You say, a black woman won the lottery. Well, you can't really say black because it's not relevant. It's the woman that won the lottery, right? But almost everywhere you see female reporter hurled to the ground, woman, assault on woman reporter, like the fact that she's a woman is constantly played up, even though it's not relevant. Factually, I mean, emotionally, of course, they're trying to provoke this white knight. Oh, the lady, protect the eggs. I mean, it's all, it's all nonsense. So uh, in the police interview, this is from the um, uh, police interview that Michelle Fields gave, quote, Fields asked Trump a question while holding her cell phone up to Trump as a recording device. After she had asked the question, she felt someone yank her left arm. She added that she fell back but caught herself from falling. And now again, in the video evidence, or in the video, there's no evidence that I can see of that. Police report continues. Lewandowski then grabbed Fields' left arm with his right hand, causing her to turn and step back. This motion cleared a path for Lewandowski to catch up and get closer to Trump, who was walking during this entire incident. All right. This perspective, people just really, really need to understand. First of all, Donald Trump is receiving masses of death threats, one of the reasons why he's got a security detail. And someone did try and attack him uh, recently um, while he was giving a speech, and the secret... uh, Service took him down with great speed. So reporters, when they come to these kind of press conferences or come to see these speeches and and get to ask the questions, they are instructed on how to act. We will take questions, then it will be over, and we go out. Because if you are responsible for Donald Trump's security, or anyone's security for that matter, it's a lot easier to protect that person when they're up on a podium with lots of space between them and anybody else. When they're walking through a crowd... That is a very, very dangerous situation, right? Somebody could stab. Somebody can do things, crazy things like plant little microphones on the guy just by touching. Like you have to keep, and this is why you don't, I don't know, rule, rule number one of covering a presidential campaign, no touchy the presidential nominee or the presidential aspirant. No touchy, no touchy. 
You gotta hold up a doll to these people. Why did the reporter touch you? Show me. Show me. So there were a bunch of Secret Service guys swirling around. And Michelle Fields, against the rules, against the rules, reaches out. And Donald Trump says he, he, she grabbed his arm. He, she hit his arm. He wasn't sure. And he sort of made a joke saying, yeah, my arms never felt the same again. Maybe I should breast charges. So you are not supposed to approach Donald Trump. You are not supposed to touch Donald Trump. Hey, what's battery? Unwanted touching. So who initiated battery? In this case, Michelle Fields. Now, I've got to think that unwanted touching of a presidential aspirant, well, that's just a little bit more serious than pushing someone back who is touching the presidential aspirant. So, uh, and that actually would be federal, if I understand it correctly, not um, dinky little Jupiter planet. So, Trump is going through the crowd. This woman is grabbing at his arm. And you can see Trump moving his arm back away from this woman. That is absolutely and completely against the rules and against the law, as far as I understand it. Again, I'm no lawyer, but this is my understanding of things. Now, there was a Secret Service agent in front of Corey. And that Secret Service agent should have pushed Michelle Fields away from Trump. That's his job. I don't know. Once, once more, a private citizen has to do the job that the government won't do. <laughs> ah, it's okay. The public sector's got it. Oh, I guess I'll have to do it myself. So Corey moved Fields out of the way. Now, actually, he grabbed her upper arm, but the bruises mysteriously seemed to show up on her lower arm. And again, this is just, you can look at the, uh, the tapes. We'll link, link to them below. But, um, you know, this is, this is what I see. This is what I see. Now, according to one of the Secret Service agents, they warned Michelle Fields back away from Trump, back away from the presidential aspirant. Do not come between us and Donald Trump. They warned her two times. Two times. I assume she got two Warnings because of pretty girl privilege, right? PGP, pretty girl privilege. If she had been some guy in a biker outfit, I mean, good heavens, they would have taken her down almost immediately. So the Secret Service agents told her twice, step away from the presidential nominee. Step away, get away, back off. And she didn't do it. She kept pushing in and pushing in. She also had something in her hand. Nobody could identify it. Of course, not in the moment. So, the Secret Service agent ahead of Corey should have moved her away from, the, from Trump, but didn't. So, Corey seems to have moved her away from Trump. Why? Because <sighs> that's kind of his job. Now, and we'll get to that in a sec. But also understand, Trump's people are, I dare say, fanatically loyal to Trump. And we can see why. Because Trump is loyal to his people. Right? Trump is going and saying, no, we're not going to fire the guy. I'm going to stand by him. He's in the right. I don't care if it's not great politics. This is what I'm going to do is stand by my campaign manager against what he called these, you know, basically ridiculous charges. So, yeah, there may have been battery, but as far as I understand it, it would have been fields on Trump. Now, 
Corey, it could reasonably be argued, was doing Michelle Fields a favor. Because as she kept basically pawing at and grabbing at Trump, braying away her questions, if Corey had not moved her away, the Secret Service would most likely have taken her down. And I can virtually guarantee you that if the Secret Service had taken her down for repeatedly refusing the clear instructions and commandments to move away from Trump and stop grabbing at him, if Michelle Fields had been taken down by the Secret Service, it seems entirely likely that she would have sustained just a few more injuries than this alleged couple of bruises on the arm. Was he doing her a favor? Why, yes, I think he was. It's sort of like if I knock you over so that you don't get hit by a car, I don't expect that you're going to be charging me with battery or assault. I just saved you from a much worse fate by moving you out of the way so that the Secret Service didn't scrum scrum you right off your stripper shoes. Does he get any thanks? Of course not. So, again... Just I, I'm, I'm no lawyer. This is what I've looked up uh, about battery. So, of course, there's battery, which is, causes physical harm. But there's also battery, which can be charged. There's no actual physical harm. It's offensive or insulting to the victim. So something like you spit in someone's face or you touch someone offensively uh, against his or her will, uh, that's battery. Now, there are circumstances under which consent to a battery is assumed. And I quote, A person who walks in a crowded area implicitly consents to a degree of contact that is inevitable and reasonable. A person who walks in a crowded area implicitly consents to a degree of contact that is inevitable and reasonable. Now, this was, of course, a very crowded area. And this is one of the reasons why, and uh, Pierce Morgan has a great article on this, which we'll also link to below. But this is one of the reasons why reporters who are trying to elbow their way into getting access to a famous person will get jostled. Well, you know, Trump's spokeswoman was on TV talking about how she once got a big cut from a camera that jammed into her. She, this is, it's, a, it's a scrum. You know, it's, it's like going to a concert and saying, excuse me, people, I need my space. I'm agoraphobic. Back off! I need... I can't breathe. I need some... Come on. You're at a concert, for God's sakes. If you're not crowd surfing, go home. So, that's one aspect. Now, a battery, unwanted touching, may be justified on the ground of a parental relation, in the exercise of an office, or under process of a court of justice or other legal tribunal. Or, this is the fourth one, battery may be justified in aid of an authority in law. And lastly, as a necessary means of defense. In aid of an authority in law. And lastly, as a necessary means of defense. So, there is one question and one question only that you need to ask yourself to unravel this Gordian lower intestine knot of nonsense surrounding this whole affair. And that question is this. Would... The Secret Service agent have been justified in moving Michelle Fields away from pawing at Donald Trump? And the answer to that is yes. Of course he would. In fact, he should have. He really, in my opinion, was not doing his job, was not paying attention, and should have done 
what Corey leapt in to do because he wasn't doing it. Now, if you accept that the Secret Service has the right to physically remove people who are pawing at the candidate they are sworn to protect, then it was perfectly justified for Corey to do it too. In aid of an authority in law, and lastly, as a necessary means of defense. Now, this exclusion from liability for battery is not just for law enforcement, but for people who are doing that. Right? Who are doing the same functions as law enforcement, like a citizen's arrest or something like that, or self-defense. So, to defend someone or to do something in aid of a law enforcement official of whom the Secret Service, of course, would be that. Quote, a battery may be justified in aid of an authority in law. Every person is empowered to restrain breaches of the peace by virtue of the authority vested in him by the law. So. Here are the facts. Trump was speaking in a private venue, one of his own hotels. You do not have the right to harm people, to threaten people, to interfere with people in the legitimate use of their private property. And people are all like, oh, you know, there's no free speech at a Trump rally. Yeah. yeah that, and there's no free speech in a movie theater. And there's no free speech uh, when you go to a concert. You can't just elbow your way up and start singing. And blah, because they're private property for a specific function. I mean, go to a movie and start setting off an air horn in front of the screen and jumping up and down, and you will be grabbed and told to leave. And if you resist, you will get a beatdown. If you keep resisting, they'll call the cops. It will escalate until you leave. As campaign manager, one of Corey's duties included security. Now, Corey has worked for a, uh, as a body man for Trump in the past. He's a former state trooper, so he has some idea of how to handle this kind of stuff. He not only has the right to defend Trump from someone who's invading Trump's personal space and making physical contact, he actually has the responsibility and duty to do so. Corey Lewandowski saw a physical threat to his boss and acted accordingly because the Secret Service agents were not doing their jobs. Michelle Fields followed Trump, invaded his protection zone, grabbed at him twice while carrying an unidentified object, and refused to back down when the Secret Service agents twice told her to stop. According to a Secret Service agent present, Fields was warned twice to stop grabbing at Trump. She persisted. The quote is this. She crossed in between agents and our protectee after being told not to, said the agent. If the Secret Service agents were justified in moving fields away from the presidential candidate, then Corey was also justified. So, what is going on? Well, okay. So people say, well, Lewandowski said uh, he never touched her. Okay, so... Understand this. The man has been working with Trump for months. Crush helped Trump through like thousands and thousands of people. It's all a blur and so on, right? So he moves someone out of the way. He doesn't even appear to be looking at her. He's just, you know, you're in the way. Move someone out of the way because that's kind of his job. And the Secret Service, in my opinion, wasn't doing their job. Move someone out of the way. He doesn't remember it, I would argue. He, it's just a blur of the thousands and thousands. Of, I don't know how many people he's probably moved to one side who are in the way. That's his job. 
So then you're Corey. Someone comes to you and says, a reporter says that you virtually threw her to the ground and assaulted her. And then someone shows you a picture of this reporter. Now, of the, I don't know how many people he's moved out of the way of Trump, while not looking at them, it's not like you memorize everyone you're looking at in these situations. Somebody goes to Corey and says, oh, this reporter says you almost threw her to the ground and assaulted her and bit her, (laughs) bit her apparently, like Jaws from a Bond movie. So you're Corey and someone says that you say, "I, I never, I didn't touch her. And what that means is I didn't attack her. Right? I mean, again, I'm I'm not Corey. I'm just, this is sort of what makes sense to me. And I think it makes sense objectively. If you're just pushing your way through a crowd, nothing untoward happens. You're just pushing your way through a crowd. And then a couple of days later, someone says, this person says you beat them up. It's like, I didn't touch him. Now, does that mean you never touched that person through that entire, no, I didn't touch him. So, obviously premature to say he never touched her. The video seems to indicate otherwise. But I don't know that I would put it as a conscious lie. Oh, yeah, I looked at this person. I knew what I did, but I'm lying. I mean, he's not an idiot. You don't get to be running Trump's campaign if you're an idiot. Trump is a statistical genius. He's not hiring idiots. You can't build a 10,000-person company by hiring idiots. Never touched her. Don't even know who she is. Because he never almost threw her to the ground and assaulted her, right? So I didn't touch her. Now, Fields shows this picture of her arm with fingernails and bruises. Now, grabbing through a relatively thick jacket, seems to me it would have left kind of a blurred bruise, not a defined one. But even so, it's sort of a a basic fact of, of, of medicine that women bruise a lot more easily than men. Right, I mean, women's skin and and blood vessels are a little bit different from men's, particularly subcutaneous fat and so on. This is why fat men don't get cellulite, but even relatively slender women do. So, um, the press, as I mentioned, has given detailed instructions on how to behave. The press conferences are over. Donald Trump is leaving. Game over. Game over. It's sort of like this. When you're in the ring and you're boxing, okay, you're boxing. Now, you don't get to punch the guy when he's walking back to his dressing room. Like, (laughs) that's out of the bounds of what's allowable. You can fight in the ring. You can't punch the guy the next day in the grocery store, right? I mean, (laughs) so the, the press conference was over. Now, by interfering with his passage, and remember, from behind, I don't think you've heard, if you've heard the audio, it was a pretty loud environment. From behind... Corey probably can't even hear that she was asking questions. He doesn't even know she's a reporter because any reporter with any brains whatsoever is not lunging at and grabbing at the presidential candidate because reporters don't do that. They, you ask your questions, you're done, right? So he's, he's just seeing someone grabbing at and he's just moving that person away. Does he even know she's a reporter? I doubt it. It's not like she's famous. <laughs> Except maybe to Matt Damon. So by interfering with Trump's passage, she actually denied him the proper use of his private property. And she can be physically evicted from that property. Trump seems to think so. I mean, I'm no lawyer again, but I guess it's the case that Fields could be open to charges of trespass and battery against Trump. Unwanted touching.
Now, people say, well, the campaign manager shouldn't deal with security issues. Well, if the campaign manager sees the candidate in danger, particularly if he used to be a state trooper, well, yeah, he can, he can assist. Anyone can. So in 1968, Robert Kennedy was assassinated by a fellow twice named Sirhan Sirhan. And uh, he was actually wrestled to the ground by one of Kennedy's entourage. Um, believe it or not, an L.A. Rams defensive lineman named Rosie Greer. <laughs> I know. Um, a woman shot at President Gerald Ford, and there was a Marine, just a guy. He was no longer on active duty. He dove towards the woman, knocking her arm, and the bullet went awry and probably saved President Ford's life. So the idea that you have to be like the trained, on the payroll, secure, anyone can do it. None of these people were charged with assault. So <laughs> one of the problems, what aren't the problems? So in the videos, Michelle feels she doesn't change her expression. She doesn't flinch. She doesn't cry out. She barely moves. And yet she says, I was jolted back when someone grabbed me tightly by the arm and he yanked me down. Campaign managers aren't supposed to forcefully almost throw reporters to the ground. And Trump says she grabs me or, or hits me on the arm. And again, according to Trump, Fields changed her story when she learned that there was video of the alleged incident. Now, okay, to be fair, the fact that you can't see any of what she described in the video, maybe it's a god of the gaps. Maybe he's so good. Like maybe he's like a, an n-dimensional, other universe-based ninja and he actually assaulted her in between the frames and then put her back up. Maybe it's like a Matrix move. Maybe he's Keanu Reeves. I don't know, but I'm dying to find out. So, this whole situation is, of course, such a mess. I, I think we kind of all understand that. And the mess is only exacerbated, and this is really the cherry on the icing on the cake by this basic fact. So it's a prosecutor who decides, I assume, or puts pressure on the police to decide whether or not to uh, initiate a particular charge. The police get the information and then they decide whether to do anything about it. The Boston Herald wrote, and I quote, the Florida prosecutor whose office is handling the battery case involving Donald Trump's campaign manager, is a longtime Democrat and former state senator who's now part of Hillary Clinton's so-called Florida Leadership Council. Hmm. Can you smell the conflict of interest? That's right. That's right. It smells like a greasy palm tree on fire. But uh, the Boston Herald goes on to write, but an aide to Palm Beach County State Attorney Dave Arenberg refused to address the potential political ramifications of the case, telling a Herald reporter that the subject of politics and the handling of the charges against Corey Lewandowski is an, quote, inappropriate conversation. <laughs> oh, my God. The guy who can put a lot of pressure on the cops to press charges is a member of Hillary Clinton's... <laughs> I guess what it does show to say is that uh, it's potentially worth pulling some levers to make sure that Trump is somewhat discredited. <laughs> and look, I don't know if you know Gorgi Markov, but this was a reporter um, 
got kind of a it was kind of poisoned and, and died in horrible ways. So I don't know, proximity to a candidate, if you have an unknown device in your hand, do you really think that should be permitted? I mean, picture this, picture this. <laughs> take it, like, look at the videos, take Donald Trump out of the equation. Take Donald Trump out of the equation. Put in Hillary Clinton. All right? Take Michelle Fields out of the equation and put some giant neckbearded white guy in a biker garb. And he's pawing at Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton being poured at by a white guy in biker jackets. Would someone who put that person outside the perimeter of pawing at Hillary Clinton be justified? Would that person then be, would that biker then be able to sue for assault or be able to run to the police? And of course not. The American justice system is more and more resembling a kaleidoscopic Kafkaesque novel where you, you get paper cuts on your eyeballs. I mean, good God, the American legal justice system can't even indict Lois Lerner or Hillary Clinton or the Wall Street predators. But by God, it only takes a week or two to run Corey into the slammer for battery. And I was watching this interview with Wolf Blitzer, who was saying basically, but the aggression was used to stop reporters from asking questions. Wasn't she aggressed against to stop reporters from asking questions? And it's like, oh man, what a lie. It had nothing to do with the fact that she was asking a question. I mean, she reminds me of one of these soccer sissies. You know, you see a soccer game and because they want to get someone else off the field, someone brushes past the soccer player and he's like, ah, my leg, like he's holding up some bloody stump. Again, the Monty Python reference. Ah, and what does this say about the future for female reporters? Are they going to have their own bubble-wrapped biosphere where they just have to go off on their own and, and have arm's-length distance from everyone like they suggest women do around migrants in Europe? I mean, is that what the future is going to be for female reporters? Like, if you're a, a hard-nosed executive on a newspaper, you're going to want to hire some female reporter to go into some political scrum? Or might it be so terrible? I don't know. Maybe they like the publicity or whatever. Clinton aide Uma Abedin was was caught on camera like this woman um, tried to give her a hug and she shoved her away. (laughs) Why isn't that battery? Oh, my God. I mean, it's mad. It's mad. And Ted Cruz, I mean, I hate to keep circling this drain, but Ted Cruz, you know. Ted Cruz not speaking up that much about the mass migrant assaults on women in Europe or the sexual predation of Muslim men on white English schoolchildren in Rotherham and won't do any of that. Won't do any of that. But by God, someone moves a reporter who's invading a president-to-be or a potential president-to-be's personal space in violation of orders from the Secret Service. Oh, it's just terrible. It's a culture of violence. Hey, Ted, how about you state that you haven't cheated on your wife? You know... Oh, those smears are... T- How about you just just say it? Just say, I have not cheated on my wife in our, what, 14 years of marriage. Don't use Carly Fiorina as a lemon-faced human body shield from legitimate quest. Just say it. Say it. Repeat after me. I never cheated on my wife. That's it. Not saying that. Damn it, man. Damn it, damn it, damn it. People in the real world, people with jobs, people who are, you know, paying taxes, and I think that forms... Quite a bit 
of Trump's constituency, unlike people on the Bernie Sanders or Hillary Clinton side who are kind of on the receiving end of the blood money of taxation. People don't have time for this. Now, while America consumes itself in rampant white knighting towards a pretty girl in distress, what else is being kind of ignored by the media? What else is going on in the world? Well, Recently, it was Easter in the Christian West, and uh, I didn't see a lot of this, but it was around a little bit. seems to have been, been displaced by some tiny little think-about bruises, which was this story that Islamic State jihadists crucified a Catholic priest on Good Friday, literally crucified a Catholic priest, nailed him to a cross on Good Friday. In Yemen, the missionaries of a charity actually founded by Mother Teresa. Four nuns had their heads bashed in by Islamic State jihadists. I don't know if they'll be pressing charges because they're dead. And in central Pakistan, in Lahore, a large number of Christian families were gathered in a park to celebrate Easter. And um, a Muslim uh, detonated himself. Now, what he did was he had a suicide vest on full of all of the ungodly accoutrement that you'd expect. He went and made sure that he was very close to a children's play area before detonating himself. And this resulted in a death toll of over 70 people, over 70 people slaughtered, mostly women and children, and 320 more injured, some, of course, as you can imagine, extremely seriously. Now, for those of you who think, well, you see, it's American foreign policy that creates this aggression. Well, um, I don't think a lot of the kids in Pakistan who were Christians, and Christians in Pakistan are less than 2% of the whole population of Pakistan. I don't think they had a lot of influence, or any Christians had a lot of influence on Pakistani foreign policy or whatever is going on in its support or rejection of Israel or invasion or non-invasion or supplying of arms or troops stationed. No. It was a hatred towards Christians entirely in line with some aspects of the theology. So that's what's going on in the rest of the world while Americans are freaking out over whether a lady was moved aside or not. So in conclusion, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I've got a pretty good track record with these sorts of things, with Zimmerman, John Gameshi, and others. And I'm going to say that I'm pretty sure that any reasonable judge or jury is going to find Corey innocent of these uh, charges uh, when his trial comes up relatively soon. But that's the whole point. What does it matter? What does it matter? A lie can go twice around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. And the whole point is to smear, to give people a talking point. See, the population has become so dumbed down, and you can see this in... The quality and complexity of presidential speeches, they keep having to go down and down and down because government's in charge of the education and people are so dumbed down now that they don't want to figure out what's going on with trade deals or immigration statistics or crime statistics or anything like that. They want to figure out why the yen is devaluing its dollar and what a trade deficit is. What they want is a comfortable, bigoted smear that they can then use to reject someone who threatens their economic self-interest. That's all it comes down to. There are huge numbers of people in America dependent on the government, and they want left-leaning people in there to keep 
the steady diet of government gravy cheese going. And there are other people paying a lot of taxes who are sick and tired of it. And it's kind of dishonorable to say, I want more free stuff given, given to me by government stolen from other people at the point of a gun. So what the media is in, intent and in, uh, focused on doing is to invent a large number of smears that by the time the person has cleaned all the crap off themselves, they're still going to smell. That's the whole point. You just create these smears. And by the time the person has fought his way through to vindicating himself, it doesn't matter. The damage is done. The objective is achieved. And if we fall for it, if we fall for it, we are barely worth any kind of survival. We barely earn our daily bread to keep body and soul together. And we cannot fall for this media stuff anymore. We must reject all of this. Look, I've got to don my philosophy hazmat suit and dive into this sewage. That doesn't mean that you have to. Look for policy, look for intelligent analysis, look for detailed, deep dives into what the candidates are actually saying. When it comes to this gossipy, real housewives, who pushed who crap, turn away. Do not give a thin dime of attention or resources or ad watching or anything to these grubby, bottom-dwelling sea slugs of media disinformation. Don't do it. Because sooner or later, if we don't starve this beast, this hydra, it will eat us all whole.